Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come out. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. One time I really wish we were on Facebook and YouTube Live so people could see you house that pancake right before we started recording. <laughs> I did. You, I, I'm, I didn't know your clock. jaw hinged like a shark. <laughs> my, my, my kitchen clock is about five minutes slower than it should be. Um, and so I was like, oh, I got time. Make these up real quick. And, and they were keto ones, and they are so freaking good because they're like a couple scoops of cream cheese, a couple eggs, uh, quart, like a quarter teaspoon of sugar stevia is what I use and then a little bit of vanilla and whip them up real good and they're fluffy and they're delicious and then I have that Walden Farms pancake syrup which I absolutely love it has like I don't know how they do it it's made out of unicorn farts I'm not sure because it is no <laughs> calories there's no carbohydrates there's and it tastes amazing and so that's what I had for breakfast now I'm hungry. And I wasn't going to give it up. So I was, yes, I was hounding on it. I yeah. Like, I'm going to eat this before we start. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Dana. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> oh my God. Quick little break from our podcast to uh, help you find a gig, a job. Right. I mean, if there's a new opportunity that you're looking for, we've told you about FSC Edge. They're still on the lookout trying to look for new team members. If you're wanting to do impactful work, on a national scale. This is this is kind of a big deal. Um, they've got a fantastic opportunity for you. They support some of the world's largest patent offices throughout the U.S. and Europe. Uh, European Patent Office, German Patent and Trademark Office, and of course, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. What interesting work, and you're not client-facing. How fun is that? A lot of fun, if you ask me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're not on the phone. It's casual dress, a beautiful work environment with over $2 million in improvements. And on top of that, you're going to be working with leading technology and serving governmental agencies. And if you don't even know about this stuff, that's okay. They want you to come on in. They'll teach you all about it. And they've got a generous benefits package to go along with it. Jobs at FSC.com is the website you need to go to to find your next career. All right. Before we get started with the fun stuff which is when you get to kind of dissect some birthdays and take a look, a deep dive into some people. Um, a, a serious story that came out yesterday, uh, and I just wanted to kind of touch on this because the more I think about it, the, it it's, it's really just downright frightening. Um, but there came out with a warning yesterday about the fentanyl that's been being ushered into our country. Um, and the number of deaths, I think, is at 300 a day, is what they're saying right now, um, which is just incredible. Um, and a lot of children are affected by this because it looks like candy. And they mentioned and, and then got kind of a deep dive into uh, the, the discussion of Halloween being just around the corner. And that um, this candy is being made to look like sweet tarts and nerds. It, this candy, this drug is being made to look like that candy intentionally. And that people literally could be passing it out unknowingly or kids could get it from a friend of a friend of a friend unknowingly thinking it's candy. And it's 
it's just frightening. It's like Halloween. What what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I never thought about Halloween, the Halloween angle on that. Just the the whole trick or treating thing in the first place had turned a little bit more scary. And people are, I think, much more cognizant and, and make sure that they go to homes that they know, right? I think so. I don't know. What's think, been yeah. your experience, Deanna? Um, my thought on that is why would someone take an expensive drug like that and waste it? Um, well, I tell you what the deal is, is they can buy it uh, from what I understand is you can buy it retail or wholesale, um, you know, for the, for the dealers, for the middlemen, yeah. uh, they can buy a kilo for $4,000. The wow. street value is a million. Wow. And so the, and so they're not looking for return customers, unfortunately. This, there's something much more nefarious at, at, at afoot here. Um, something that I heard this week to... that I that like completely makes sense to me, and I don't know why it's such a difficult thing, is to to uh, classify fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction. If there's enough <laughs> crossing the border um, on a daily, monthly basis that can kill every American a hundred times over, how is that not like terrorism? Terrorism, yeah. How is that not like anything yeah. that the Taliban had or anything mm-hmm. that we've been worried about for the last thirty years? Yeah. And and that's kind of who I not the Taliban specifically, but I think that's kind of who's behind it. It it's much bigger than just some people wanting to sell some drugs and make some money. Right. Um, but you're right. I mean, <laughs> really, I think that's that makes sense. And and one of the things that they mentioned was trying to discover it. We know how dangerous it is. I think that the police officers, I believe, have a what do you call it? Not an antidote, but uh, that that if in case they get too much or get close to it, because yeah. it just touches your skin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um but they can't use drug drug sniffing dogs because it'll kill them. Oh, never thought of that. Never yeah. thought about that either. That's interesting. Um, you know, um, all the reports I've read on it um, are parents who were getting high and their kids accidentally got into it. Yeah, anymore. They're using it was just you know like adults being irresponsible with their usage and their kids dying mm-hmm. accidentally. I've also seen mm-hmm. where they've they're using it to cut or dilute cocaine, but it also with the intention of doing harm. Yeah. Um, it's just it, it's like that's it's what, really counterproductive for a market. But yeah. it's I don't think they're looking to market. I don't think they're looking to yeah they're, create customers. No, they're looking to do damage. That's how mm-hmm. I feel. That's yeah. it. Really, is looking at the numbers and looking at how it's happening, and and so the kids. That are getting it. You wonder what's like, okay, who's behind this? Mm-hmm. Like, That's why I'm... this is, you know, it makes me think someone who has a lot of power who wants to reduce the population. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at mm-hmm. you two. I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know well, both you guys I are thinking that way because it doesn't make sense for people who are addicts who are seeking escapism. It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. It doesn't add up that that they wouldn't want to create the market. They wouldn't want to make more money that they wouldn't want to right. do. So whoever is choosing to make this so inexpensive to spread around um, with the, with, with your belief and in their intention to, to actually kill their mm-hmm. to do harm people. Yeah. To hurt people um, makes me wonder who's behind that. They mm-hmm. could fund something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people. With the intention to reduce population. With the intention to. And it is. I mean, you look at the amount. It takes such a tiny amount Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to do serious damage. I mean, you've seen the videos, I think, of like a police officer that came in contact with it. And the effects were instant. 
you know, and it's, you know what the nice thing is about that, though, they have something that you can do almost immediately to counteract it in the body if you get to it fast enough. That's the that's the key, right? Is I thought they were handing that out like to drug abusers, people who are addicts. I thought they were handing that out to keep around because it's better to be preventative. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't stop people from doing it. But what you can do is give them the tools like when we hand out needles, when we hand out, you know, we give them things to make it safer. We can't stop them from doing it. So can mm-hmm. you make it safer for them? The scary part is, is the people who don't know they're doing it. Yeah. Right. And that's the babies and the toddlers who get into their parents' stash. Or the people who get something that looks like, well, it's like they make it look like even, you know, how they, they used to have, I don't know what they were called, but like uh, there was a time in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, where it was like, you know, everybody, you know, bring some pills from home kind of thing it was being the, yeah, in the after school specials. What's that? Called a farm party. Like a farm there you go, pharmacy. Party. My there step. you go. Farm party. So bring the bring whatever. Well, they're making some of these pills that are like maybe it's a Vicodin, maybe it's this, it's that, but it's fentanyl. And it looks exactly like those other pills. That that to me, that, that only intention is to do harm. Yep. That's we and we talked about this before that there's a commercial right now on TV that shows a girl getting ready and like, you know, it's so great to go out and have fun with your friends. And she's walking out the door and she's like, oh, wait, you got, you got to remember, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to her medicine cabinet and it's a Narcan. It's a like a generic version of Narcan. And she puts it in her purse. It's like, you got to be safe, safe than sorry or whatever their tagline is. But mm-hmm. I saw that about three or four months ago for the first time and randomly still see it. So it, that's right there it's help it's preparing people for the unexpected when they're if they are at a place and something happens that hope maybe somebody would have that and not wait for the police to to show up well you can't really wait i mean it's pretty fast the effects are very quick so Mm -hmm. you have to exactly give your kids that or give whoever has been affected by that very quickly but they are my understanding is they are handing that out too i i tell you well the hearing about this and then hearing the connection to um, Halloween and thinking, oh my God, because I think one of the stories had earlier this month, two people tried to sell 15,000 pills to undercover DEA agents at a meeting place, whatever. Um, but um, that's when they found the pills and they were all in nerd boxes and Skittles candy bags. Well, 15,000. Like which the chocolate this year. That's right. 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 Telling you. Seals, no not breaking my heart. Switch over to those uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. They're safe. <laughs> right? I think, too, uh, they said another possible plan is um, some people are looking to do, like, um, uh, home parties, trick-or-treating, like, with, within a neighborhood. Well, they do it at um, the schools, too. They do the... Mm-hmm. Do you remember... I know I talk about this every freaking Halloween, but it was such a great idea. Um, Mannheim Steamroller. Why can't I say his name? Chip Davis. He put together Hallorina. And Hallorina was done inside, like at, I think it was Civic Auditorium at the time. It was yeah. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And he made a street, a haunted street facade front storefronts. And the kids could go trick or treat at all these storefronts. And then they had volunteers behind all dressed up in costume. And they did it in Lincoln too. Um, I thought it was brilliant because it was weather, you know, the weather was climate controlled inside. Yeah. Um, and you knew who had bought the candy, you knew what was going on. Only and drawback is you couldn't walk around with a beer. Like you do, do out when you're going in the that. street. <laughs> yeah, we'd sneak it in there. I think we could open Everybody's, the concessions. Everybody walks in it. with these Yetis just filled with Tito's. You, I, you, could, you could hold off for a couple hours to your kid could trick. What? You it's could after do it. five. Huh? 
I know you can make it through. Hmm? In Alaska, uh, because of the extreme temperatures, the school put on uh, a Halloween carnival where there were booths where kids could play games and win candies. So that was all indoor. It was all put on by the school, the parents, the PTA, all that, you know, they all went in on that. And that's because it was extreme temperatures. So mm-hmm. they couldn't go door to door anyway. So the only way they could do it and get to wear a costume would be to do it at school. Okay. Indoor. Yeah, good, good idea. You bring up another good point, too, because when it's cold, nobody can see your costume. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, just some thoughts. I, I just, that just caught my attention. I thought, holy crap, that's terrible. That is just, that's worse than terrible. That's frightening. Um, but now back to our regular <laughs> scheduled programming. Um, <laughs> and more frightening information like Jeffrey Dahmer? Yes, well, okay. Geez. So here's the deal. Yes. We take some uh, names in the news and, uh, or whatever's top of mind for us. And then uh, Dana does a nice little deep dive for us on him. And because that documentary came out about Jeffrey Dahmer, I cannot believe it is. It was in 91 when he was arrested. Mm -hmm. Um, He died in 94. Um, And I was like, God, has it really been that long ago? And then watching, I've just started watching the documentary. Um, Some of the details I don't recall, uh, but just the whole story of it is just, Unbelievable. A guy I worked Just, with in Tulsa, he was he went to Marquette and he was in school at the time of when this was going on. And he just, he, he just it was a crazy time for, for everybody up there. It was just crazy. Unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Unimaginable. So we grabbed his birth date and uh, wanted to know, is there is there anything that you see in that that and you I know that. Well, I like the way your mind works to begin with, because you <laughs> kind of go after the same things I would if I had your skills. Um, <laughs> so just serial killers in general, are there correlations in their numbers? So there are no good or bad numbers. Right. It just matters where that person's head and heart are. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I look at Jeffrey's chart, his chart really, really chills me um, because his life path is uh, the knight in shining armor. And I might put out there 52160. Yeah. It's so, his birth date. Knight in shining armor. Interesting. Yeah. So um that in its fear would would be the opposite of the knight in shining armor. He preyed on them rather than protected them. So that's just him being in the fear side of that. Um, he deeply feared being alone, um, which is why he did the things he did. He didn't want people to leave him. His sense of abandonment and his need for family was so strong that he didn't trust anyone not to leave him, which is what why he kept them. Um, the way he kept their heads and stuff uh, was really disturbing. He, he had um, a very rich fantasy life in his head. Um, he has some very uh, distorted beliefs um, about what that looked like and what what it should look like. And um, he spent a lot of time in his head. Now his attitude, and this is this is part of the. So everything he did was for what he called his family, which was these people that he killed and kept. Right. Right. So. He has a, an eight attitude. Um, the eight is all about power, position, money, title, status. So um, being powerful over another person, because you saw from what information we do have that he was, he felt very disempowered. He felt very um, neglected and abused and teased and picked on 
and different, right? So he really wanted to exert his power and his great need for connection to other people that he was, you know, he had issues with his desires, which is why it turned so twisted. Um, but he spent a lot of time not feeling like he belonged and really craving belonging. Hmm. So he created a way. Now, I do want to say I have watched every single thing I can about him and read everything I could read about him. And here's the thing. That new show that's out yeah. is so speculative. Really? Well, think about it. They don't know the things that he said. They don't know those little conversations. They don't know that that conversation happened with his mom. They don't know that that conversation happened at school and that those kids were, you know what I mean? Like, they don't know that stuff. They're I was going to say, so there's one, I, I always do this. It's like, if something is not right, then you wonder, then you suspect every suspect. Everything is suspicious. Let me try that. Um, if one thing is told incorrectly and one part of it is the woman who tried to report him when she and her daughter saw the young yeah. child, the 14 yeah. year old running away, 12 year old, 14 yeah. year old, um, she did not live in his building. No. She was a, in a building that's adjacent. Yeah. And she stayed in that building even after this happened until about two years before she died. But she was not in his building as it was reported in the documentary. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you got that detail wrong. I wouldn't call that a documentary. Well. Because there's way yeah. too much fantasy. You can't now. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at just facts and, and witness, eyewitness reports and things like that from actual documentaries. Mm -hmm. They aren't Interesting. like this one. This one is absolutely made for entertainment. It's sad because there's not a topic for entertainment. And it doesn't mm. need to be exaggerated because it was horrific enough. Right. As, so as I, it was. I'm actually very disappointed in in the way that they presented that because it really didn't need to be fan, uh, sensationalized. I saw exactly. a woman on uh, TikTok this morning, and it's, it's been all over the place, people just talking about mm. this show. And there was a woman there that was uh, took up, uh, I don't remember the name of the class, but she went to a university up, up in uh, Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. at the time well actually it was after she was younger but it was a class that was for people that wanted to go into uh like to be a mortician not a mortician what do you call uh embalmer no, no. uh they do uh, autopsies forensic forensic oh. yeah like forensic scientists in, in some way and what the class was every week they would have a different um national like a well-known person okay. like that come in and talk about one of their biggest cases and bring the evidence and talk about how you know the autopsy and the person that the, uh, what's the name of the person like that's medical in the examiner. medical, thank you. Good. For the love of God, that was tiring. <laughs> oh, I'm sweaty. Take a, minute, take a minute to catch your breath. Oh my gosh. The medical examiner. And so brought all, she said that he had all of the Polaroids apparently that Jeffrey Dahmer took that were in his apartment, brought all the Polaroids of the crime scene of the bodies and everything and going through the step-by-step. -step. And she said it was, she uh, kept going through that class, but she got out of that. She didn't want to be in that field. She said it was just too disturbing, and it was um, it haunted her for the rest. It still haunts her. Yeah. So oh, just going back through and reading any any parts of it, especially just about his capture at the very end, is to me is so disturbing. How at the time, I mean, nobody could imagine that this was going on, and the police basically were just like. Guys, you know, this is this is just a domestic issue because the young boy had run away. He claimed it was a 19-year-old boyfriend, and but he was bleeding and they and coherent. 
Yes. And he, well, he drink, he was drinking Jack Daniels. That's, that's, you know, was what he told. He's, he's drunk. He gets this way when he's drunk, you know, this. And then when they finally go into his apartment, it was because he had a couple of those Polaroids laying around and one of the officers spotted one of them. That was what finally tripped him up. And otherwise he'd just keep doing what he's doing. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, let's move on to. Lately in the news, three eighteen seventy nine. That Levine. is Adam Levine, <laughs> who is a serial. Well, he, I don't know that. Basically, what he did do is he <laughs> he's he's been accused of having an affair with an uh, Instagram model, okay. and he denies the affair, but he did say that he was overly flirtatious in the DMs. Okay. And now, about two other women have come forward. To say, ah, excuse me, uh, I also had some really fun DMs with Adam Levine's uh, official account on Instagram. And so now they're starting to come out of the woodwork. So, uh, okay, so here's the thing about Adam. He is, by nature, a flirt. By nature, he is a flirt. Okay. But is he? He's just flirty. Like, is, is narcissism something that can show up in a number? In, 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 in Hollywood, yes. <laughs> right? Like they get to a place where they feel untouchable and they feel desire, like any they can have anybody they want kind of energy, right? Yes. Uh, but he is, it, by nature, he is very flirty. I mean, look, I mean, just thinking about watching him while he was on, um, oh, what was that singing show he was on with Blake oh, Shelton? With Blake Shelton. The voice. The voice. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, like, He's an intense but laid back and flirty kind of guy. Okay. Like, so there's something thing. about him that's very attractive because there's a little mystery to him too. He's a rebel, right? So like people look at him and they think, oh, he's like he's Isn't it crazy though that it's crazy to me is that he does that, but maybe it's not crazy. Um, that he does that while his wife is pregnant and he reaches out to this Instagram model and says, Hey, okay, all things aside, um, but I'd really like to name my 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 kid after you because I love your name. Her name's Sumner. Okay. And so and so his final conversation with her was about that. Can do you, do you mind if we if we name our baby after you? Yeah. Even though his wife doesn't know about her, but the reason and the only reason this came out, as a matter of fact, Dana, is because some of this girl's friends knew about this and they were going to sell the story to a tabloid. So she outed it. Probably High. told him it was happening. <laughs> High quality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Interesting. That's I, that's, that's kind of sad that that's our society, but that's that that's is what it is. And right. sadly, another one that is and that, that kind ahead. of popularity and that kind of social status that he's in. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm not shocked that that happened. That somebody wanted to sell that story and make a bunch of money off of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no privacy exactly. when you reach that level of popularity. All right. So another one that also got caught in the same cheating trap is uh, Tristan Thompson, 31391. Yep. He's the, the daddy of the babies with Khloe Kardashian. Huh? And uh, he also uh, tried to hide the fact that he was about to have a baby with another woman while he was trying to encourage Chloe to continue on with the surrogacy and, and go for it. And let's, let's have another baby together. And so she got the surrogate, got pregnant. And about two weeks later, he tells everybody, Oh, and by the way, 
I'm having a baby with this other woman who I've been having an affair with for quite some time. Better he blow the whistle than they. Yeah. If you think about it. It's great. And I wonder, did he, was he the one that outed it, Pat? Do you remember that when uh, that all went down? He, no, somebody else outed it. He, cause oh. he, cause yeah. it, it happened in the season finale. Uh, first of all, if uh, they had just blown the whistle, she wouldn't have been pregnant. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, so they had said, it's a good point. Uh, yeah, no, it, it came out in the, the news or something happened, but Kim, or uh, yeah, Kim saw it and called Chloe. And that's how it kind of came that's out. That's right, because he was trying to keep this other chick quiet. He was he was offering her money to make it go away when mm -hmm. she first got pregnant. And then he was he was like, I'm having nothing to do with this baby. And I'm not I'm not going to be a part of this. You you're not going to do this to me. And the, she went on and she did have the baby. And I've seen pictures in her Instagram. I don't know her name, but somebody had posted it. And it's not of her face, but it's just her and the, and the toddler now looking the, the other way. So you just see the backsides of them. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, we're doing fine. We don't need you. You know, we're, we're fine on our own kind of thing. And but it, uh, yeah. Dana, is it a power thing for, for people that, that, that do this to try to get away with these things? Or they just they think they can or oh, they just okay. they need that excitement, that drama in their life? Well, he's already with Chloe, so right? I more drama you need, but um, <laughs> he has a a seven attitude, which we've talked a lot about sevens, and they're and they can have a very um, detached sense of air and an arrogance about them, mm -hmm. um, like uh, Elon and Putin, and so you can see when that seven gets into a place of arrogance and thinks that they're above everything that they think they can get away with it. There's also, he also has a five in his chart too that kind of leans towards um, that secretiveness and wanting something, um, not feel, feeling untouchable and, and wanting to have those secrets. So. All right. Well, he, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. That totally makes sense. Totally makes I mean, sense. And, you know, he, I don't know where he, I don't know his background. I don't know a lot about him. Um, I did do Chloe's numbers as well, just to kind of see what the attraction was. There's a lot of opposites. Really? Lot in their charts. Lots of opposites. Their attitudes are completely opposite. Their life paths are opposites. Their soul energy is opposites. Um, they, yeah, they have a lot of opposites in their chart. So um, just energies that would be, you know, polarized. So Chloe wants to feel like number one. Uh, she needs to feel number one to someone. She does a lot to blend in with another person to to meet their needs, which could be mm. to Tristan. He might crave something a little more dangerous, mm -hmm. which might be why he did what he did. Interesting. I mean, I don't know where he came from. So, like, did he come from did he come from nowhere and become rich and famous and popular? I don't know what his background is. So um, I'm wondering, too, if, you know. I can't imagine anyone looks at the Kardashians and doesn't see a step up, even if it's temporary in their, in their popularity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. And I was I, just looking. Kardashian, I would question anyone who is interested in me romantically. For sure. I, I know. For I mean, sure. seriously, you think about it, there has to be a vetting almost for anybody that comes into their life, no matter who they, any of them. I mean, sir, you look at, I mean, and, and it's been unfortunate for all the girls, really, because it's kind of like been relationship after relationship. And, and Kim's been married, what, three times? Is that right? Mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, think. I think so. 
I mean, you know, you you don't want to wish that on anybody, you know, really. I mean, I know that people like to talk about it and it's, it's like, Oh my God, don't let a Kardashian in your life. She's going to ruin your world. You know, it's like, I think they're honestly trying to, <laughs> to make something work. I think the Kardashians are about the Kardashians. Well, that's true too. And staying on top of the mountain. Sure. Yeah. I don't think that anything else super matters to them um, because they are willing to put their entire life on display. Um, if they cared about anything but that popularity, they wouldn't put their whole life on display. Yes, there's a, there's a payoff to it. Definitely. It's it's definitely a deal with the devil. We'll get yeah. that. They'll never have privacy. They'll never know if their relationships are genuine. They'll never know. Um yeah. And you hear people talk about that, that have a lot, that, that there are those out there that think, I wish, I wish I had nothing just to see who would still be around. Yeah. Cause you know, cause it'd be an interesting experiment. Didn't that happen to Wendy Williams? What's that? Didn't that happen to someone named Wendy Williams? Ooh. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody stuck around for her. Yeah. I mean, That's I don't, bad. I don't follow a whole lot of that stuff. So for me, this is actually pretty, neutral because i don't really know a lot about these people other than when you give me their names and uh, their numbers and stuff right so when you look at chloe so like we also did robert kardashian which i was going to say and the reason why that's 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 kind of weird that both of them showed up today because it wasn't because of one that the other one showed up but pat we were talking about robert kardashian mm -hmm. uh, because we found out that he had dated priscilla presley at one point dana wow and Somebody had posted the picture of it this last weekend, and I was like, wait, what? When did that happen? Well, apparently he'd broken up with Chris momentarily, and this was after her divorce from Elvis, and they had dated. Um, but it was kind of interesting because I was like, where, what, what was his, where he came from, what he did, and his early life? But um, And I pulled his numbers, and I was like, I got to call Dana about this once I saw his numbers because it's 2-22-44. Yeah. Were his, that's his birth date. But Pat, I don't know if you knew this, um, after he got out of college, he was one of the co-founders, and this is real inside baseball, uh, but he was one of the co-founders of Radio and Records. Do you remember that trade magazine for oh, radio? Oh, R&R, yeah. What? R&R. He was one of the co-founders of that publication in 73, and then they sold it for a ton of money in 79. And then he's the one that came up with the idea to play music between movies in theaters, turned it into a business, and called it Movie Tunes. I remember Movie Tunes. And he was president and CEO for that. And then they later sold it and made a bunch of money. And that was before OJ. That was all before wow. OJ. Wow. No idea. I had no idea. So then I'm like, okay, now we got to find out some more about this. Cause I'm just curious because now looking at that, that was before all the legal success that he had right. on top of that. So Which go I, ahead. I believe that his legal success led to his cancer. Hmm. He died, he died of esophageal, esophageal throat cancer. Esophageal. <laughs> there we go. We got gotcha. you. And there was no history of it anywhere in their family. So it, it really surprised everybody. It came out of nowhere. Um, his life path is the six. His personality is the six. His attitude is the six. That's all about responsibility and being the knight in shining armor. And um, he he was very um, upset after the OJ trial because it was said that he he didn't he felt like he was lied to by his friend and that 
he didn't believe that he was innocent. And for him to publicly defend somebody that he knew wasn't um, being truthful, mm -hmm. uh, that would think about how that would affect someone's throat. And, and it's somebody that he was a really good friend with. This, yeah, this is and they were after the trial. He was not his no, friend anymore because his wife and Nicole were best friends. And so he, he th that was just a weird dynamic all the way around that he was representing OJ when his wife's best friend was murdered and most of the world believe he did it. Yeah, well, he didn't have, there wasn't any reason for him to develop throat cancer. He didn't no, smoke. He or died like two months after the diagnosis. I think it was he like. died very quickly. He died young. I mean, he's only 59 when he died. But I'm telling you right now that res that that responsibility energy that runs in that six that everyone he loved was family to him and to that type of betrayal. And not only did he, was he betrayed by the lies, but then he was implicated in betraying family because he defended the person who betrayed him and the family. Like I can see why him uh, not speaking his truth, him holding that back, him knowing something like that would cause him to create that illness in his body. Wow. I, I'm not surprised at all that that's that that develops with such a high profile like he was on display for the whole world defending mm -hmm. somebody and realizing that it was a lie and that he lied to defend him yeah yeah so i that's mean I, it actually choked me up a little bit honestly in my throat thinking yeah. about having to carry that kind of um responsibility and um what that did to him i i can't like, imagine having that kind of failing on such a giant level publicly like that by knowing that this shouldn't happen and, and mm -hmm. he still facilitated the freedom. Mm -hmm. And right? he still had that personal, the personal part of the broken trust, so severely broken trust. Right. So he traded his honor for somebody who didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't speak up. And he didn't drop him as a client and he didn't, he didn't do what he should have done. And he knew he should have done it and he didn't do it because of fame. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, would it have ruined him as a lawyer to drop OJ in the middle of a trial being that he like how guilty would OJ have even looked if his best friend who was representing him dropped him as a client in the middle of of this huge trial against him, right? He, he didn't have a good choice. He didn't have a, he was, he was so painted into a corner, I'm sure in his mind, he had he, a, but in his mind. Yeah, for sure. But look what he chose and look how it ended his story so quickly. Wow. Right. I don't think he could live with it. I don't think he could live with it. And I think that's why that developed. Interesting. These yeah. are all good ones. Yeah, yeah seriously. Great. Intense. Very intense. Yeah. Very good. All right. So to find you, if somebody would like to dig into their numbers a little bit more, uh -huh. um, <laughs> what should they do? Um, just uh, honestly, the best way to reach me is 402 uh, 960 Just text me with your name. Let me know that you're interested in a session and that you heard me on the Pat and JT. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I've missed you last month. We, yeah, and uh, this was great to get back, get back in the swing. So we'll, we'll see you next month. Thanks, All right, Dana. You guys take care. Thanks. Uh, while we're throwing out numbers too, we can give out Centris's phone number. It's 402-334-7000. It's local. It's a 402. 
It's a 402. It's in the 402. They're in the 402. They're great people. Centris has been our partner this year and uh, they're fantastic. And as a matter of fact, they're so fantastic. They're going to have family night this Friday night at Warner Park and you're invited. Doors open at 630. The movie, I believe, is at 730. Oh, 6 and 730. And um, concessions will be open at Warner Park and they're going to use the big screen and they've got a fun family movie. Um, not going to tell you exactly what it is, but there's an October feel to it. Definitely going to be a Halloweeny type movie, um, <laughs> little magic. Um, but anyway, or you can bring a chair and a blanket and throw it down on the field and and have fun. But it's going to be beautiful, perfect fall night. And then when you're out there, just take your iPad and get on centrusfcu.org, and you can check out their <laughs> website and read their blogs. While the kids are watching the movie, you can read Centrus blogs. Super learn exciting. Some more money stuff. Yep, right? learn money stuff. Thank you guys for Whatever. listening to our podcast. All the links are in the description. Thanks. Pat and JT Podcast, a Huda Media Production.